0: Hey everyone, it's Rita from I Don't Like Murder. I am one of your co-hosts and here's Jenny. She's right here with me. Hi. Hey, this episode, it's gonna be a case that I chose to talk about. Gonna break it into actually probably two episodes because I wanna tell you the story. And then um, there's so much to it. There's, um, I also wanna talk at a different time about um, the judicial process, the investigation and things that have occurred after the crime. So, it is the story of Samantha Josephson. You may have heard the story. It was national. She was the young woman, young college student who got into a lift, and the gentleman wasn't really a lift driver. He was looking for someone um, to unfortunately hurt, and she got into his car and couldn't get out and was murdered. Um, the gentleman who was just recently convicted through trial is Nathaniel Roland. And um, he, what's interesting about this story and terrifying is it's um, something that we, we get in cabs every day, Uber, lifts, um, ride shares, that it's just one of those unsuspecting thing that you'd go, no, I'm doing everything the right way. My apps, by, um, you know, I'm in I'm, I'm a place, that's well lit, everyone coming through is picking up, and um, until somebody um, nefariously decides this is a place where they can um, be a predator and choose someone to attack, and unfortunately... Okay, so let's talk about Samantha. Samantha was originally from New Jersey, and she's going to college at the University of Southern South Carolina. Um, She majored in political science. So she was also a member of the Alpha Gamma Delta sorority and well liked by her friends and of course family and just all around great gal, um, which many of her friends will attest to. The night Stephanie was abducted by Nathaniel Rowland uh, she was out with friends at the Five Points District, and they were out in different restaurants and clubs for the evening, and she was getting pretty, um, well, she was missing her boyfriend, and while she was having fun with her friends, she just really wanted to go home, and she made the decision to uh, call a Lyft and get a ride home. She was out there alone and we'll have, we'll show you some pictures. Of, she was standing in a well-lit area and you can see it was a place where a lot of people were um, either with, through Uber, Lyft, cabs, a little, a little uh, corner on the edge of the sidewalk in front of the building where people were picking up. Um, what was happening while she was waiting, what was later picked up on CCTV um, are all the, you know, cameras posted all around our neighborhoods and, and main for thoroughfares is Nathaniel Rowland's car and he were seen circling this whole Five Points District. And so no one noticed at the time, of course, but what she was, as she was waiting for an Uber, he was circling, circling, circling. And he was coming up um, to the stop sign right around that little patch on the sidewalk where she was standing. Uh, he sees that she, the uh, car slows down in front. She opens the back car, says something, and then just shuts the door. And we can surmise that she probably said, oh, are you my uh, lift driver? And they said no. And uh, she waited and then he immediately drove up. She opened the door and got in. And unfortunately, what we find out later, he was, um, he had child uh, safety locks in the car. So uh, once they got in the car, he um, deployed those and she wasn't able to open that back door once she figured she wasn't going home. So uh, that's where, that's the story of how she got from, having friend, you know, fun with her friends and family to doing the normal thing of calling with, and the responsible thing of if you've been out partying with your friends, you'll call a Lyft driver, someone to drive you home. And then how um, she mistakenly got into a car that uh, she thought was Lyft and the person agreed to it. So the, the things that I find, then this is just the first part of the story, uh, unfortunately, um, she was found at a later time. Of course, everyone, you know, she was missing. She didn't come home. And then uh, a body was recovered um, a few days later. And it was recovered about a mile away from Nathaniel Rowland's uh, parents' farm. And so uh, we're, we're going to go over some of the details um, on the next episode of, of what they, you know, what the police had to go through to look for. Um, And then more in detail, two things, not only of Stephanie, but of Nathaniel. Because what I find amazing and um, shocking is when we look at Nathaniel's life, his family's life, there really would be no precursor to this type of violence. And to this day, his family still says there's just no way, even with the evidence, video evidence of him, his car, and a few other suspect things that he had done, um, that someone like that wouldn't, it would be he's just like a good kid, like Stephanie would be called a good kid. So I'm really interested in kind of delving into that, the kind of the psychological part of someone who is living a life of um just like everybody, just a regular life, good life. Family loves you, you're doing a good thing. And then the next thing you know. you're on CCTV kind of circling, looking to pick up someone, and that person ends up um, brutally murdered. So we want to look at that, and then how the detectives were able to break the case and then take it to trial, because it happened, the the abduction and murder happened two years ago, and uh, the trial was just decided this uh, past August, where he was found guilty, and we're in October 2021, so it's only been for a couple months. So the key thing is there's a lot of key things actually, but the one really interesting thing is uh, Stephanie's parents, what they've done after the case, which is you may not know. I didn't know until I read about the case is that they took their grief and what had happened to their daughter and said, there has to be a safer way for us to be able to travel. And even though, as, as women, and I'm sure Jenny, you learned this too, especially when we're younger, don't travel alone, have nice. travel with a buddy, especially when you're in an area that you're not familiar with. Now, what's yeah. frightening of course, is this was a well-lit area, college town, all your you know friends and and um, terrifying to me is that I you would never think not to get into an Uber or Lyft. Why wouldn't you think it was safe until now? Now, of course, um, and that's how I'm looking at it is, the, this case propelled a much more stricter and uh, rules, and the parents led the charge with Congress to say we have to make sure that there's some identify mark, some, some way to identify when you're out um, in the out and about and you're alone, because we shouldn't have to always, you know. Yes. If I was just telling Jenny before we started taping that how many times we been at an airport, you know, and they have that cool little thing. That says oh your car will be here and you, you can see three or four different ubers coming to the airport and and you're thinking okay well they have a gps so i've got a gps on my phone <laughs> but um i would never think in a million years that that there could be a fourth car they that, that you could mistake easily mistake so so that's my case i'm kind of leading it with some general so w- with just a little bit of a, of the story because um the the trial, what the family's done, and kind of, um, and just looking at Stephanie's life, honoring her life, of course, her young life, but then looking at Nathaniel, and then, and just looking at it from the impact on his family, that it would be, I have a daughter, a young adult daughter, who I think is the, uh, the best thing since sliced bread. She's lived a very good life it would, it, it's almost like that. Like when you see the parents, you can see that they honestly are saying there is just no way my kid could have done that. And so, and that's true to them. And so it's that, so I'm, I'm always interested in how does that happen? And, um, and so, because they, he uh, pronounced his innocence, his family stood by him. So there was no remorse to be had in when you're saying, you know, he believes to this day, he did not do it even with the evidence and and a jury convicting him. And, and so, and then the family is going to stand behind it. And that, and and I just look at the emotional pull and just of saying, I'm sure those parents, just like I could say, my, no, my daughter would never murder someone or didn't murder someone. Uh They're saying it with the same conviction. So just this psychological pull, not only for the loss of the parents, because it's unimaginable then what they did with their grief, but then the parents of the convicted who can't get there, who can yeah. see what we see in terms of, um, and I'll get fancy with some editing to show some of the, it's his car, He, you know, the police finally uh-huh. found the car and then uh, they have the police cam of when they got him to say, we just want to talk to you, he ran, which is very suspicious. Oh yeah. And that car had incriminating evidence in it, so, so there's that. So it's it's a twist on the story of the crime, um, and then the next episode just going a little bit more into the advocacy for her murder, and then and then really, it, it, I get emotional thinking about it. Is that her um, situation is going to make more people safe, and that's yeah. it's an awful you know, and so it's that. Her parents' grief turned it into something that, for us, we we don't have to worry about it because now we know there's identifiers, Mm -hmm. right? And so if it, you know, so it's a, it's emotional and it's it's kind of that. Oh, probably because because we don't, as a society, we don't think we could get murdered any second. We can't walk around thinking that. (laughs) But but now we know. Yeah. Well, you can. Nobody, you know, because if there's somebody who has a bad who who just like in other cases we talk about you just never expect it to happen and then what happens after that so that's the first part which is honoring Stephanie looking deeper into Nathaniel and his family and then really if there's any way we can uh, uncover were there any signs when there weren't which is amazing and then um the advocacy from the parents and then going over the case. A little bit of the trial and then a little bit of the evidence that's the really in in the trial. And then in the end, in the end of the trial when they were doing the the victim impact statements and then to be heard on the behalf on behalf of the convicted or, or Nathaniel his mother got up and she said I the impact is my son didn't do it and the judge actually had to shush her and said he has been convicted by a jury of his peers, and you can see because the judge believed it because what he saw of the case. Uh-huh. But but it's just it's intriguing and it's it's just one of those things that that I just want to explore a little bit more, especially from Nathaniel. No sympathy. I think that he's guilty because I saw the evidence too. <laughs> Can't get him out of that car. And yeah. Yet, and yet the what what was compelling and intriguing. Was that mother knows her son didn't do it, even seeing mm-hmm. the evidence and sitting there. Yeah. So, so my the case is a little bit more in depth than just a twenty minute story. But, I, but that's the this is the first stage, and then we'll cut it off here, and then I will. Uh, poor Jenny's got to hear again, but, but no. <laughs> But all of us get to hear it again. But then uh, the next episode will be just more in-depth on in those four points, the advocacy, the trial, the family, and the impact of both families. And then, um, And then what makes people tick pretty much just like in all our shows, just what makes yeah. people, like, how do you start from, you're the best person in the world. Because that's always the conundrum for me when we look at these cases is you hear these stories of, I had no idea they were just a quiet uh-huh. person. They kept to themselves because we can't see the boogeyman when oh so it's the quiet ones, right? So, <laughs> That's why I talk so much. No, but just yes, really interesting cases. Again, to the audience, we're thrilled that you're here with us. Thank you on our new um show. This is only going to be our, I think our our third or fourth episode, but we're super excited. We hope you join along. Please add. Um, any uh, cases that you think that we be would be interesting based on, we're not just looking at the crime itself, but a lot of the aspects around the crime. And um, we're really looking forward to the, all the other cases that we have. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of I Don't Like Murder. I'm signing off for me and Jenny. We will see you on the next episode. Bye-bye.